No need to whine and slimy blues up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. A happy Whiny Palooza Wednesday. No need to whine, it's Whiny Palooza Wednesday. Have some wine and join us on Whiny Palooza Wednesday with the Green Family. Cha-cha chicken! Well, we haven't heard of Cha-Cha Chicken in a long time. Let's make an announcement. What's the announcement? What are you and Lily working on? Fame! Oh, fame, yeah. I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. But I can't sing like you. Kristen, you're here! Um, when is fame? May something? May 5th and 6th, I think. So, we will let you know so that you can come and see my girls star in fame. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little excited. Just a little bit. Okay, thank you, Ella. Yep, love you. Stick Hi. around. I'll be Did you read book two? Ella. Did Ella read book two? Yeah. Did you read book two? No, book I two. even read book one. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> What kind of fan support is there in this family? Am I the only one who reads? I'm hoping that my children are going to read. I know Kristen read it. I don't think you, Yeah, you read it. I read it. You, I edited every word of that. You edited it. I did. It was it was triple edited. It was triple. I'm sure we still missed stuff. There and we didn't always stuff. We didn't have the big guy do it. It doesn't matter. I've read I'm reading a New York Times best-selling book that sold millions of copies in a professional a big big publishing company published it. They're still typos. Okay. I know Nobody's perfect. I know you're trying to calm my perfectionism. A little bit. I'm not succeeding, but I'm trying. <sighs> I've come a long you way. You have, but only you, the book one would never have been published, right? We never would have finished it. It never would have been good enough. Oh my gosh! So let's talk about one of the secrets to success. Okay. Is it okay? Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. We, you can't, you can't be a perfectionist. Right. You'll never get anything done. Good enough is good enough. Good enough is good enough. Um, book. Oh, it started with the blog. Yes. And I would edit it and re-edit it and re-edit it, and yes. Seth would be like, "It's good." It's, it's midnight. Can we publish it already? And then book one, obsessing, obsessing. Now book two. I think I did better with book two. You obsessed less. I, I'm. Listen, By book three, you'll be a cool I was Okay, so I was going to say it's been 20 years, almost 20 years with you. Yes. Can you imagine in the next 20 years how much calmer I'll be? I, I, I'll never have to prescribe you Valium. I do not take Valium. I know you don't. There have been years, 20 years ago, when I said you should, <laughs> but you'll be so mellow that I won't even think there that. Were, there were definitely 
days where Seth was like, can I slip something into your drink? I don't have any Valium to give you, but if I did, I would have given it to you sometimes. <laughs> what medicine can I give you? So we wanted to, um, my first year teaching partner told me mistakes are there for this who, for those who look for them. Okay, so I just posted, I don't know if you saw it, Kelly, I just posted about confirmational bias. Yeah. And I took a social anxiety training today. And um, the woman said, "What your, your client will come in and they'll be convinced about something and then they'll try to give you proof to convince you that they're right, but they're looking for what they want so they find it. So if we if we want to f to find mistakes, we will find mistakes. Yes, right for sure. You so, get what you look for. So we want to look for good things about ourselves. And your book. Yes. Of which you're going to share some. Yes. Okay. You're trying to get me on topic. I'm trying. So we're going to do a book giveaway. So um, people who comment and have engagement have a chance to win a book. Autographed copy of the book. <laughs> Well, maybe worth something. So I had a lot of fun um, rereading the book, and I've read it a few. I've read it lots of times. Yes. But I had to reread it to write about it. So the blog this week, the topic this week, is book two and lessons from book two. Um, Seth got a haircut. You both look great, and I love a book. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I did get a haircut. Um, he chopped it all off, Joette. You told me to. I did. I was ready for. <laughs> It took you a minute to realize that, to remember. I was ready for a change. I suggest, I lightly suggested it. Oh my it. God. If you ever lightly suggested <laughs> anything, I'd be really surprised. Come on. <laughs> you said you were over the, the long, long, longish hair. Okay, well, wait. You went to get a haircut. You told me you were chopping it off. You and I had different meanings of what we thought that was. So when you walked in the door from your haircut, I was like, like a month and a half. I ago. was like, it wasn't wait, short enough for her. I was like, you told me you were chopping it off and you didn't chop it off. So I had to go back recently and get another haircut. It's to okay. Be short I, I have liked every single haircut. Thank you. And back to the lessons from the book. And these are just the tip of the iceberg. If you want them all, and there are many oh, that are in the book. So there's no way I'm going to cover all the lessons from the book. You'd have and to read the whole book. If, you've, all night. if you've read the book, we want to hear what you think. Yes. Um, if Kristen is still here, Kristen has had a very busy week. If she's still here, we would love to hear like some of your favorite parts, ways, yeah. some of your favorite lessons. Um, maybe, if anything, I think even when I was reading it, it was reminding me of things that I wanted to do differently, that maybe I've okay. forgotten that I wanted to do differently. All right, so it, some parenting and marital therapy so, by rereading it. So I feel like my book, reading my book was therapy for me, for sure. That's awesome, it was and for everyone else. I, sometimes I was like, I wrote that? You did. <laughs> no, I secretly snuck into the book when I edited and wrote stuff you didn't write. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about some of the lessons. Yes. And please chime in with stuff from you and from Seth. Seth, chime in. Oh, okay. If you remember anything. Like, are they chiming in with stuff from me? No, they can chime in from themselves and you can chime right, in from yourself. Even if you haven't read the book, chime in with your own opinions. Um, so. Lesson number one. Well, I wanna, t I wanna talk about the fact that sometimes it's about me. And I, I laughed out loud reading about 
getting Tanner our dog because getting Tanner was all about me. Nobody else wanted a dog. It Sometimes was, it's all about mom. And I was like, and for the first time, I felt like I didn't care that nobody else wanted a dog. You did not care. That is very true. I didn't care. I was like, like I don't I, care that you people don't want a dog. I'm getting a dog. I want a dog. And I thought to myself, my family has no idea what they're missing because they've never had a dog. We did not know. She's so, absolutely right. So, women, mothers, do you ever think that it is just about you? It needs to be about you. Can you do something if it's just about you? Purely for yourself. <laughs> Please, you'll be more sane. <laughs> you know, I'm, that's just my amateur opinion from observing my wonderful wife. I'm wrapping my mind around the second lesson. It was good for me to read this again. We went to California. My uncle had died. Yes. And you and I flew to California to go to the funeral. And left the kids. And we left the kids with my parents. Yes. Who didn't want to fly to California. No, that was our first solo plane flight in a very long time. It might have been in like 14 years. Well, I mean, it was nice to see that we could do that. And I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know we need to take trips with our husbands. And I know that it's good for us as a couple. Yes. And like I dream about certain places I would like to go. But, to then, but then I fall into the trap of, but I want the kids to experience it too. Well, maybe we should go experience it first, and then you can take the kids back another time. Oh, I like that. Double the trip. Would you do that? I would. There might be some time in between, but I would. I will take them someday, so anywhere. So, it is okay to travel without your children, with just your spouse, and it's good for you. Yes. So, it was good for me to read about that again. Yes. And our kids were alive and well when we got back. Okay, moving closer together in your marriage. Let's talk about that. Because it happens throughout the day. Do you see that? Like, I have noticed that we do things that bring us closer during the day and we do things that bring us further apart during the day. Yes, and during the night. Okay, so, whatever that meant. Well, for example. Oh, no. No, um, you and I did a podcast interview. Oh. We were interviewed last night, I believe it was, by oh. another couple. Oh, you're talking about evening. I thought you meant like at night when I'm like stealing the covers. That's no, what I no, thought no. I meant we did a podcast interview. We were interviewed by another couple on their podcast, and I thought that brought us closer together. It, we, you had some marital moments during that show. It was fun to do it with you. I thought that brought us closer together. It felt like therapy. Fun therapy, yes. I think what it taught me was that it's good to talk about your marriage with it people. Is. Yes. It doesn't have to be a therapist. It could be it could be me. Another couple. It could be a friend. You are a therapist. Well, that's okay. I know. I'm talking about if I'm their friend. Oh, you meant not me in general. If, yes. If I'm your friend and you want yes. to talk to me about your marriage and yes. and say, Rebecca, be a friend, don't be a therapist. That you have to tell her, you have to give her the disclaimer because she might default to therapist mode, at least in this house. Maybe not for you people. Hey, now. Do I do that? No, never. Do I? No, do I really do that? No, never. Moving right along to the next one. Okay, so I wanted to sum this up, though. Yes. Because we can make a new choice. So if we have done something that has brought us further away from each other, yes. I can think about, okay, what do I want to do next that will bring us closer together? Ooh, did you come up with something? Well, so it doesn't have to, you don't, we don't have to wait for the next day is what I'm saying. So like a lot of times we say, okay, tomorrow will be a fresh day. Yes. We'll do better tomorrow. Yes. We can do better right now. And I can say right now, taking trips with hubby without kids is a whole different level of vacation. I. It's an actual vacation. I Kristen. don't even, Kristen, I don't even know what that's like. 
um, we have to talk. And when you went on vacation with Joe, when you guys went to Mexico or where all the places, I mean, they've the gone, places. they've gone, go some places. they've gone to places. We went to a funeral once. Okay. Can I speak? Yes. So when you went on vacation, were you thinking, I want the kids to experience this or were you just happy to be away with Joe? Happy to be away with Joe. That's you. I want to see what Kristen says. Okay. Give me, give me a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see what Kristen says to that. I'm going to keep talking and wait for Kristen's answer. Yes. So kids and parents need mental health days. Um, happy to be away. So you weren't like, so you weren't like, oh, but my kids would love Mexico. You weren't thinking about that. Oh my God. Or you're like, I take them on enough trips. I need to the trip to be about you and just relaxing. Vacations with kids are not vacations. They are more work. They're delightful, but they're more work. Okay. It's true. No, Come it's on true. Now. I haven't gone away with you on a vacation since our honeymoon. We went to a funeral. Right. I was, you, we were sad, so it wasn't a romantic vacation. I mean, we slept. Unmolested. And, and, we, and we ate. Unmolested. And, well, they were corporate trips that Joe won and were adult only. Ooh, so I so like I'm gonna have that. So I my company sponsor a trip and it's only for two people and I want it. So honey, let's go. <laughs> no, I like that because she couldn't bring the kids. Oh, bummer. So it wasn't even an option. So I just need to tell you, you can only afford two plane tickets. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Okay. So Next mental, one. do you agree with mental health days? Does yes. everyone agree with the fact that we all need mental Completely. health days? I don't think I have... Like a couple of weeks ago? No, I haven't had a single one. Oh, okay, that's not true. Okay, we'll let's not. Back, yeah. We're not going to talk about a mental health day when in three days you're on vacation from school. There's your mental so health. So you're getting a mental health week. You get way more time off than I do. Okay. And your mother never gets any time off. Right? Pamela says. I know. Pam, she would take the kids. If we said we're going to the Atlantis, which I know Kristen loves a mental health day. We'll get back to that, Kristen. If I were to say, Mom, Seth is taking me to the Atlantis, my dream vacation. Will you please watch the kids? She would say, okay. I'm taking you to the Atlantis now. That's all I had to say. All I had to say was, Grammy will take the kids. You know, we have to actually talk to Grammy because Grammy works. Soul. <laughs> I'll buy a bunch of vitamins. It'll cover the week's worth of sale. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. So, Kristen wants me to take a couch day. Um, how yeah. do I take a couch day? I Don't need to write it. Anything. Well, I said I wasn't going to make plans this week and look at what happened. Well, you said yes to people. That's for another conversation. Yes, it is. Moving right on. Okay. So my stress makes the kids stress. And your husband. And my husband. So when Lily or Seth is at a, you know, a high level of emotion, whatever they're angry or upset about. I heard banging. Okay. If I, I have had success with staying calm. Yes. And letting them do their storm while I stay calm. And that, and that brings them down quicker. Lily, I was just going to say, I don't always do it. I don't always do it. Lily, we're trying to do a show here. I have examples. See, she's going to hold on to the times that I don't do it. But I have examples of when I do do it. They're in the book if you read the book. Oh my gosh. Lily, go. Scoot. You put in the book the times you were good, but then... 
The book's already published. Can't change it now. I have put stuff that I have done wrong in the book, too. She knows she's not perfect. She did perfect for me. Okay, Lily. So, anyways. Yeah. If we can keep ourselves calm, like their right storm goes... If I can keep myself yes. calm and not react to my daughter trying to bait me. Yes. <sighs> I think I should deserve a medal. I bought you a medal. Oh Every necklace is a medal. So, she was melting down in the bathroom. I'm sure it was her hair or her clothes or something. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay, honey. It's okay. Lily, seriously, you're going to be grounded in a minute. And what I was telling... Lily, go so I can talk to them. Go. Okay, we'll get back to Lily because Lily and I don't need. Actually, they'd like it if Lily and I fight right now. That would actually be a very good line. Awesome role model. That would be an. Lily is very good at digging at family members, like poke, poke. poke. She's the youngest. Yes, I'm sure about that. <laughs> we'll get back to Lily. So mark it to your spouse every day. What about that? I really want you to stop. We're not talking about you anymore. Sure yeah, I'm sure about that. And I'm sure taking away your phone in 30 seconds. That's what I thought. Oh my God, parenting. I'm sorry, that wasn't about parenting. a sweet bond with my child. That was consequences. Pa parenting while live Good is times. a lot of fun. So, Lily, you there really, you need to stop. Go upstairs. your spouse so we let our hair down and we just kind of act however we think we can act because we're comfortable right, right? you're complacent you're married you're thinking you don't have to work hard anymore to woo me no but i want to woo you and work hard every day i, I just get you i just get tired and cranky what so i do i do i do both I let my hair down yes. and I mark it to you. Yes. And I need to err more on the side of market and less on the side of letting my hair down. Me too. And we all do because we want them to want to be married to us every day. That's right. And they don't have to be. I, we don't. Well, you do. You have to be. I was going to say, I signed a contract and I intend fully to abide by that forever. Okay. So do you mark it to your spouse or do you let your hair down? I got to resell you to me. Resell you on me every day. Make you happy you married me. Uh, Kristen, did you have a favorite chapter or point in the book? You said to me that you learned, you know, we were talking when you stopped by the other day, and I think you were talking, you said you learned a lot, and I swear you were talking about the friendship chapter, which I did not highlight in here, but there is a friendship chapter in all the stuff I've learned about friends. And um, it's amazing how much we change and learn and grow because I think I used to hold on to things that maybe weren't working anymore. Like you don't, you want to be friends forever with a lot of your friends, but that's not always going to happen. Right. People change, people grow. Yes. So I would love if... Um, she says she loves oh. the universal chapter with all the marketing tips. Oh my gosh. Seth. I'm going to write a new one for our next trip. Am I? No, I am. Oh, I thought you were giving me a homework I'm assignment. I'm not giving you work to do. I've I've tried. I've learned my lesson painfully. Oh, honey. I'll let you say that now. <sighs> the last time we went to 
Orlando. Yes. We did Universal. And Seth said, when we get back, you're going to present on Universal and marketing tips from Universal. Yes, to my marketing mastermind group, which absolutely loved your tips. You and, had awesome advice. And I learned a lot from Universal because I was paying attention to how they market. And I bet you Disney is even better. We did a separate mastermind session on Disney that was even better received because there's more marketing at Disney. Oh, I love Disney. Okay. Um, putting in hard work pays off. And I was referring to my dog, but it refers to everything in life. Because if you have gotten a puppy, you know how hard it is. And I put in the hours and I put in the work and I trained him and I focused on him. And I got a potty trained dog yes. who was following commands. Yes. I mean, I still need to spend time training him. It's not over, but the first year was the hardest. Right. Well, the potty training part is over. He's figured that out. Well, the potty training was two yeah. really you, you intense hard. weeks. Yes. So what I see now with my son is that he's working out intensely, he's eating healthy, and he's completely transformed his body. And he's potty trained. And he's potty trained. He was potty trained when he was little. I was being funny. I know. So I see in every area, I mean, do you know how long it took me to edit this thing? Hard work. I mean, all. hours and hours and hours, and I put in the work, and then you get your results. Yes. So I keep learning that lesson. Yes. Okay, pay attention to your thoughts and reframe them. So one of the interview questions yesterday was about how we have changed through the years. And I used to just think whatever I was going to think, like, I'm so overwhelmed or, you know. I don't have enough time. I, I don't have enough time. This, this is too much or I'm going to lose it or whatever I would be telling myself. And I would just kind of let it happen. And now I pay attention to, okay, I'm in a negative state. Why am I in a negative state? What am I telling myself? And let's change the state. So now I'm much more aware of my thoughts. Do you, what about you? Do you yes, do that? very much so. Oh my gosh, the next one. The next one is huge. Are you ready for this? I'm you're ready. Gonna, you're gonna love this. I'm ready. Okay, less is more. Do you know, do you know what I mean when I, I say do. that? Okay, so book one, Whiny Flusa book one. It was like, how many presents I would call Seth from Toys R Us at nine o'clock at night. Remember Toys R Us, everybody? So, so Hanukkah is eight days and I was intense. Like they had to have awesome presents every single day. And I would call him, I would run out of presents because I thought I had enough. Because she didn't do the math ahead of time and she gave him too much stuff. Like I would give them three presents one night and be like, oops. It's fine. You can open another one. Not, oh, then I won't have presents for the next night. And instead of just saying, oops, sorry, mommy let you binge. It was, can I buy some more? Um, well, so I heard that Toys R Us is now in Macy's, but we have not needed to visit that because our are. children have outgrown Toys R Us. But back in the day, in book one, yes. I was at Toys R Us calling Seth at nine o'clock at night, talking to him about what I was buying the kids. Yes. And it was never enough presents, and it was never enough pumpkin farms. I had to go to every single pumpkin farm in the area, uh -huh. and it was like never enough. Like, it was always, like, more and more and more. Yes. Okay, so how have I changed? You have relaxed, and you've realized you don't need to do everything or buy everything, and you have embraced the fact that maybe one pumpkin farm is enough, and they're all basically the same, and one gets you covered, and you don't have to hit them all. 
I'll never forget when my kids were like, okay, mom, we did a pumpkin farm. We're good. Like, we don't want to go to anymore. And I was like, what but do wait, you... this one has different donuts. Wait, this one has different cider. Wait, this one might have a different ride. <laughs> Christian, you and I have talked about the pumpkin farms. So, yeah. So I have learned that less is more. I have learned to pace myself. I have learned to not overdo it. As much. As, no, no, no. I still overdo That's it. That's what I'm saying. You had learned to not overdo it as much as you used to. Yeah. I was giving you credit for the shift. Well, I'm just saying I get tired. I didn't, I don't think that when I was writing book one, I was as tired. You had one kid in the beginning. Okay. So remind me to go as adults. Yes. Okay. So Seth, do you know what we're going to do? Yes. We're going to take a vacation to Disney without them. No. Oh. We're going to go. We're going to go to the, Kristen and I are going to go to the pumpkin farm without kids. Why? We're going to, we're going to have adult beverages and we're going to walk around and there's going to be no kids. Okay. I don't get the, I would never go to a pumpkin farm. Once my kids were old enough, I'd be like, thank God I'm done with that. Oh my God. I'm never going to say that. What, what, what do you need to see that you haven't seen 20 times already? Oh my God. I got to walk around and look at the bales of hay and the other people's kids. I am, I am very in touch with my inner child. A little too much. But you love it. But why? They have adult beverages. Yeah, I got them in the fridge. Why do I got to go to a pumpkin farm to get it? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm doing something very different and I wrote about this. I'm building breaks into my day. Yes. Do you, you build breaks in? I, I have learned to start doing that because I didn't and went nonstop and you would tell me, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing 11 meetings in a day? You have no time to even run to the bathroom or eat something. You overschedule yourself. I do. I have gotten, I'm getting much better at that. I love that you're in demand, but I want you to be okay. Yes. I want you to take care of yourself. I'm improving in that department. Okay. So the old me. Okay. So Kristen, you've had an awesome impact. Kristen does coffee and book at three o'clock. That's what she's saying. She takes a three o'clock break. Okay. I think about her at three o'clock because I know she's taking a break. That's awesome. And she'll and she'll text me and be like, it's book time. And I'm like, oh, I love that she does it. Like, it's foreign to me because I think what I thought I had to do was I had to get up at 6 a.m. and start yeah. my day. Yeah. And I don't start my day in the good ways that Seth does with, like, meditation, working out, whatever Seth is doing in the morning. I start my day with, okay, let's get dressed. Let's make the kids lunches Lunches. like let's get the show on the road and so like I'll go to bed too late at 11 o'clock and I used to think from 6 to 11 I needed to go non-stop like how much can I get done in a day yeah yeah that was your mantra and now it's like you know it's 8 30 I'm tired I'm ready for some rest I'm not I mean there's like there's like a million dishes. I could go unload the dishwasher and reload the dishwasher and keep working, but I've learned to pace myself. Um, I don't know. How would you rate me? I'd say you are much improved. So, so getting better, improving. Getting better. Still a little bit of work left, but much improved. Okay. Do you take breaks? That is the question. Do you give yourself breaks in your day or do you go nonstop? And do you go to bed earlier than me? Max told me that I need to go to bed earlier. We do. I love that my child is parenting me. Yes. He might be in bed right now. He is. Is he? He said he was going to bed early. We have to get up at 5.30 tomorrow for football. So Max told me 
and told Seth and I that he was going to bed early. Uh, well, we will see if I do. I'm not as good at that as he is. I'm impressed. Man, he's oh, impressing me left and right. He'll get nine. If he goes 4.30 to 8.30 to 5.30, he'll get nine hours of sleep. He'll be rested at 5.30. <sighs> Speaking of Max, the next one is learning to let go. Oh, boy. I don't even know if I can talk about this. I think this is a whole other topic for another day, but I will touch on it. Um, learning to let go, Seth. How am I doing? What, what are you letting go of? Well... I think in general. So, okay, for instance, some of you are going to be like, you're crazy girl. She is. Um, so, people are like, you know, you have to teach your child life skills. Well, we have a ways to go, but we've come a long way. So, like, Max will cook and cook and cook. And at first, I was resisting. And I think it was partly, like, he's a hurricane. Yeah. Right? I mean... He, I'm trying to teach him now like I love that he's cooking and I love that he's like I need to step up my game like I love it but he needs to learn the next step clean up after like yourself. clean up your mess yeah we need to work on teaching him how to do the dishes that'd be awesome I bet you he would do the dishes yeah I don't think Max has ever done the dishes but he, he is and Ella did them when they cooked oh they did you're and right okay so he's cooking and he's baking and he's learning to drive and yeah, I think so. Just shut my door. Mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, the whole college topic is a whole nother conversation. We will talk about that more another time. But I was, I was, I started with, oh, you can pick a, a college around here. Yep. Right? Said, what did you say? Three hour drive? No, no, no. I started with. Oh, yeah. So you started with like 15 minutes. Like you can like drive down the street to college. Um, so I started there. Then I moved to, okay, you can go like three hours. Then I moved to, okay, East Coast. Oh, I didn't know you got that far. I uh, thought it ended within like well, six hours. So the problem is, the problem is that one of his colleges is six hours away. That one he of really the schools wants, he wants to go to. One of the schools he really wants to go to. So I'm... I'm learning. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. You're doing it. Um, the thought of him. Okay, so like I'm, Seth is upstairs working. I'm in the kitchen getting dinner ready. The girls are in the dining room fighting. And I'm like, Max, like there was no way. I was not in a state to deal with those girls. Man, just they bicker. I was like, Max, get your ass in there and see what the heck is going on. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness. What if in two years he's at college and I can't say that? I'm like, he's going to leave me with the girls fighting. Yes. You know, it's nice to have some testosterone in a very estrogen-dominant house. Besides your husband, yes. Well, you were upstairs. Right, I was unavailable. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much estrogen dominance. That's for sure. Oh my God. So, I'm so he's not leaving you, he's leaving me. Because then I'll just be in a house full of women. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you're good at being around women. True. <laughs> You'll be fine. <sighs> I can't talk about that. We'll get okay. back to that. Moving we'll get... right along. Okay. So I wrote a lot about the pandemic. And it's really interesting to look back at writing about the pandemic. And what we were going through and what we were doing and what we were learning. And the lessons that I wrote about the pandemic apply to today. So I want to tell you these few and I want to see what you say.
Okay, so focus on what you have control over, what makes you feel better, what can you do, stay present, ask your children what they need. Oh, Kelly, Kelly says break time is bedtime. Kelly, that is not acceptable. <laughs> That is what, that is totally. You need more breaks than that. You definitely need more breaks than that. I know. You're like super, super woman with your kids and your teaching and, ah, oh, that's what women do. Bedtime is break time. Not enough. You need more than that. It's not enough. Okay. So the pandemic lessons that I just read, don't they apply today? Absolutely. So I was like, okay, so I was learning. We all do do it. It's true. We all do. I am trying to build breaks into my day. And I'm like, you're tired. Why don't you sit down? Yes, it's a crazy idea. <laughs> like when you're teaching, do you ever say, I'm really tired of standing. I'm going to sit down. You can't teach sitting down. You might not be able to take a nap. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I learned to cope with the pandemic and I learned how to teach my children too. And we learned that there were pros. My rabbi wrote about post-pandemic and adjusting to post-pandemic and how hard it is to jump back into being so busy. And I think that it's a double-edged sword because I really, I think I embraced slowing down. You did. I liked slowing down. I liked not running all over taking the kids places. I liked playing board games as a family, having dinner as a family. Like I liked a lot of stuff, but I also see how much better they're doing yes. out in the world. Yes. I mean, they need for they, their mental and yes. physical health, they need stuff. They need to go out there and see people in real life and not just be on a computer all day. So as much as I loved slowing down, and as much as I still need, we all need to slow down, um, our kids need to be out in the world. Yes. And I see such a difference with them. Yes, they are much happier. And I will tell you that the social anxiety training that I did today was really needed because so many teenagers are having social anxiety as a result of the pandemic. Right, because they spent a year or two on a computer not really talking to people. And now they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Exactly. So I personally think it it has taken until recently to see more normalcy. In quotes. Uh, in quotes, I think I think there's still like a lag. Um, a lot of therapists are telling me the kids are behind socially. Yes, for sure. Um, I definitely see I definitely see the proof with my kids, and have talked to other parents who are seeing that too. Um, I'm happy they're back out in the world. I miss a little bit of the slower pace. Yes. Um, Kristen, do you remember when I would be laying in my hammock reading my book and you would be like, yes, she's not running around. Well, you eliminate all extracurricular activities and that's what happens. Okay. What about Zoom becoming our friend? You were friends with Zoom before the pandemic. We, yeah, we were using Zoom for years. Okay. Do you know what a relief it is to have your husband be able to work during the pandemic. I mean, so many people had to learn Zoom or had to figure out how to transfer to a different way of working. And Seth was like, it's okay. 
I was doing this before. I can keep doing this. Right. Nothing changed except that when we were locked down, I brought my computer home and worked. Everybody brought their computers home from our office building and we just worked from home and then we just went back. And I don't know if you had taught me Zoom. Were you teaching me Zoom? Yes. I feel like you were teaching me. I definitely been tech support for Zoom. No, I'm saying. Because it's how you do your podcasts. Right. But you, that might have been when you started teaching me. Yes. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yes. Um, I'm trying to figure out, give people a pass during the pandemic and after. I think what I'm getting at there is that it made me less judgmental. And I started to realize during COVID, I mean, we're still, ha people are still getting COVID, but when everything was shut down and everybody was reacting differently, I learned to be less judgmental. And I was like, I'm dealing with it this way and my opinions and my thoughts are this, but other people have such different thoughts and are coping so differently. Um, and some people were like panicked and some people weren't. And some people were like, you have to wear a mask. And some people were like, well, I don't want to wear a mask. And I felt the judgmentalness just like fade away because I think it's because I didn't know the answer. Right. I think it's because I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm right. I may feel this way. Um, you know, I remember calling my mom, like I was like having one of those, like, I'm trying to think of the word. It was like anxiety over the masks. Yep. And I was like, I am feeling like such a bad mom because I just sent my kids to school again to wear a mask all day. And am I a terrible mom? And I was like, you've never been a terrible well, mom. Well, I was, it was a freak out moment. Yes, for sure. And my mom was like, no, you're protecting them. Like, it's okay. And even though I didn't, it didn't feel good to me, just hearing her reassure me that it was okay, like I needed that at that moment. Yes. And I didn't know if I was right or she was right or I didn't it doesn't know. doesn't matter. Right? So I was like, you know what? I am going to stop being so judgmental because how do we know that we're right with anything? We know. It's just, it's just a thought. And I've continued. I think it has continued. I don't know. You would know better than me. I'm not as objective, but I think it's continued. I, you didn't have, you definitely did not return to your pre pandemic level of judgment. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, so it brought out lessons. It was fun to read about. It was fun to, I'm glad I wrote about what we were going through. I think yes. my kids will enjoy that. Parenting during COVID is and was a whole new game. For sure. Oh my God. Like a hundred percent. I did not know what to do. I had friends texting me like, the masks are horrible. And I had friends texting me like, who are these kids? Who are these parents sending their kids to school without a mask? What are they thinking? Or like whatever else we were freaking out about. And I was like, ah, bye, Kristen. So... Almost done, Seth. I wasn't telling you anything. Okay. You you're, know You're rushing yourself. You know what was fun was reflecting on each birthday. I okay. write about our birthdays. Yes, you do. And seeing like me write about like my fortieth birthday or my forty third birthday and I was like, Wow, we've come a long way. For sure. And I write about your birthday and the you kids. Do. So so my advice is I would write about your kids' birthdays and your birthdays so that you can look back on it. Yeah, in a journal somewhere. It's really fun to look back and see how far you've come. 
for sure. And to see what you said you wanted to work on that maybe you haven't worked on. It's like if we were on one of those reality shows and there was a reunion and we could go back and watch previous years and see what we said we were a work in progress with. Oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. You yep. are a funny guy. Yep. Little Vanderpump reference for you there. Well, the last thing that I will leave us with is ask for what you want. And when we talked on your birthday, Seth just had a birthday. I did. And when we talked at dinner and said, um, what has Seth taught you? That was the question, the dinner conversation. I said, she asked the kids. I asked the kids, but I answered it too because I wanted Seth to hear this. And I said, you've taught me to be more direct and ask for what I want. And I think that one of my biggest themes that I see with women that I talk to is that they're not comfortable asking for what they want. And they might like be passive about it. They might hint about it. And Seth is like, just be Tell direct. what you want. Just be direct. And he's like, I can't, I need you to be specific. I can't give you what you want if you don't tell me. And you've taught me that. Oh, that's awesome. I'm very glad that that rubbed off on you. And there's like so many lessons in the book. And I'm glad that I have that to look back on. Yes. And um, look away. I don't, I know, but I can't look through the comments. I mean, there were, so, there were so many good comments. So how are we going to pick? Do we going to give it away right now, or do you want to scroll through later, count them up, and pick? I think we will scroll through. It would probably be more fun to pick, but we will scroll through. Okay, so pick then. And um, any idea who's on the podcast this week? I can go look for you. I'm trying to think. Tune in on Friday um, and find out Hold who on. the surprise mystery guest is. So my pattern has been to try to remember to look before we go live and you see how well I'm doing. I think you were distracted by the dishes. I was distracted by a lot of things. Eight o'clock came way too quickly today. Well, at least you're not on at nine going, I'm so tired. I, do, you, do you see how much more awake I am at eight o'clock? You are more awake at eight o'clock. Uh, what about you? Well, sure, it's an hour earlier. So go get my book on Amazon. Yes. Whiny Palooza Gets Less Whiny. And listen to the new podcast on Friday. And who is on it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Go get the app in the app store too. Okay. What else? Anything else? I think that's it. Um, the Whiny Palooza Mom Facebook group is private. So ask me if you would like an invitation. It's free. Alabella, are you going to come sing us out? This is awesome. I think last week you might have been in bed or too tired or something. Oh, oh, thank you for watching Whiny Blues on Wednesday with the Green family. Thanks, honey. Have a good week, everybody. Happy almost spring break. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.